The following is an encore presentation of Car Talk. Is this the show that our listeners voted most wanted? No, that's us. We're most wanted. <laughs> our shows are barely tolerated. Well, tolerate this, guys. Hello and welcome to Car Talk from National Public Radio with us, Click and Clack, the Tappet Brothers. And we're broadcasting this week from the Department of Gender Studies here at Car Talk Plaza. <laughs> Actually, this is kind of interesting. Okay. I mean, I'm sure the name Laura Doyle rings a bell with you. Yes. Yes. Laura Doyle, as some of you may know, has written a book called The Surrendered Wife, A Practical Guide to Finding Intimacy, Passion, and Peace with Your Man. Yeah. And the basic premise is right in the title there. It's submit. It's taking the Surrender. place right, right next to the Bible. In our <laughs> <bookshelf>. <laughs> I immediately ran out and I bought a dozen of these and I sprinkle them around the house. <laughs> Basically, what Laura says is that for happiness, a happy marriage, what you need to do, you, the wife, need to do is just surrender. Whatever your husband says, you say, yes, dear. Yeah. That's it. You don't ask any questions, and you just go out of your way to submit in any way possible. Now, here's a woman who's really thinking, don't you think? Yeah. Too bad <laughs> she's crazy. <laughs> she even gives like a little quiz uh, to <laughs> test yourself on how intimate your marriage is. You know, do you, you have, to, you have to answer rarely, sometimes or frequently, feel superior to your husband, nag your husband, commiserate with other wives about your husband. Hear yourself say, I told my husband, blah, blah, blah. I mean, what if, what if there were a similar test like for men? Okay. How rarely, sometimes, or frequently do you sleep in the garage? <laughs> I mean, questions, frequently. Questions like that. I mean, th this, this book has the potential to revolutionize everything. She, she, may, she may have ruined everything. <laughs> she may. Yeah. yeah. At first blush, yeah, I was encouraged <laughs> by your theses, but it's well, it's interesting. It's turned scary. My brother turned me on to Laura Doyle because he saw it in Time Magazine. We have another brother, <laughs> <laughs> and interestingly, we get Time Magazine, even though it's a rag. And I, <laughs> your wife, and I, out I have page. several times now canceled my subscription to it. Somehow, we keep getting it. Yeah, I know why you do why you re up. It's the free phones, right? They give you phone every time. <laughs> I got fourteen phones now. So, so I he says, did you read about this new book about the surrendered wife? And I say, no. He says, well, I saw it in Time Magazine. And I say to my wife, hun, I where is Time Magazine? She says, I don't know. <laughs> I said, well, we did get it, right? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> She evidently had seen it and thrown the, thrown the whole issue away. Yeah. Didn't want me to even mm. look at it. Yeah. Maybe that was her way of surrendering. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to surrender, you can call us. <laughs> yeah, oh, actually, man. if you have a problem with your car, we don't want to hear about your marriage problems, at least not for the first 15 minutes of the show. Give us a chance to recover. The number is one <laughs> car talk That's 888-227-8255. I don't want to sleep in the garage. Hello, you're on you car know what, talk. You want to know how cold it is in my garage? I know how cold I it is. I happen to know. Even it's the, as cold as it is outside. Even the dog complains. <laughs> Hi, this is Heidi from Scottsdale, Arizona. Hi, Heidi. Heidi. You sound like there's a party going on She's there. got a Scottsdale dog. No, it's a three-year-old. <laughs> a three-year-old. Yeah. And what's this three-year-old's name? That's Robert. 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 Is he a little animal yet? That's terrible two's time, right? No, he's no, three. Well, well, but two's last for about 17 years. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I think especially with this one. Mm. Yeah, this is number one? No, this is number two. Number two. Cool. And I, thought, I have Laura Doyle beat, by the way. You do? Yes. What do you do? The trick is you make the husband think. Think. You've submitted. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, my, my, there is no one better at that than my wife. I yeah. need only to recount the yeah. tale of the clock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about the clock. My brother has this most annoying. No, I buy this thing. I see it advertised. <laughs> I don't know. On television. It's a bird clock. And every hour on the hour, 
a different bird tweets to it's got pictures of these it's got birds. Pictures of the birds. So it's you know it's got a it's got a uh, tit mouse I've and it's seen that in a catalog. Yeah, yeah. So I buy the thing and I hang it up. It takes three batteries: two for the the chirping and one for the clock. And I hang it up, and the first thing I notice is that it's driving my cat crazy. So right away, I like it. So, but it's also driving my wife crazy. And, every, and, and you, all the visitors to your house. All the visitors. Every but, hour, some little, what the heck is that? Oh, that's a wild titmouse. So three or four months later, I come home from work one night, and I'm sitting there having dinner. And at 7 o'clock, I notice that no chirp. Oh, And I, and I say to my wife, what happened? And she says, I don't know. I guess it stopped working. I said, cheap piece of junk. I guess it just wasn't meant to wipe. I knew it wasn't going to last that long. And then I remembered that it had two batteries for the chirper. And many weeks later, I take the clock off the wall. And what do you think, Heidi? The oh, batteries might had be missing been removed. <laughs> what are the chances of that? I mean, how did that happen? <laughs> They must have just, like, fallen out again into the wall. I think so. <laughs> See? Yeah, so, and, and my wife, angelic as she is, and how innocent devious. Did, how innocent did she look when you when you turned that clock over and there were no batteries? Was uh, she present at the... At she the... was present and she knew. <laughs> <laughs> so you just say yes. You just nod and smile and say, yes, dear. Well, see, that's what I do. I'm the submissive husband. And whenever my wife says anything, I, yes, dear, I pull up my pants and I say, yes, dear. Well, then Laura Doyle would probably build a sign to you. I mean, I pull up my, I hitch up my belt, you know, walk around my chest and I say, yes, dear. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in trouble. Uh, <laughs> what were you doing with your pants now? <laughs> Oh, I didn't mean that. I, 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 I know. Uh, all right, I'm recovered now. Okay, no. Uh, what do you want to talk about, Heidi? All right, I have a um, a 91 Lexus LS 400. Yeah. And it has 116,000 miles on it. Good. And I have a problem with my power steering fluid. It keeps disappearing? Yes. It needs power steering fluid, like, every three days. And I'll check the... Um, the reservoir. Reservoir, thank you. And there's power steering fluid in there, but unless there's power steering fluid all the way up to the top, it does not like me. Yes. And it makes noise. Yes, and it goes... Right, because... People it, look at me funny. You you have power steering fluid in there, but it's all full of air. And that's why it looks like it's enough, but in fact it isn't because most of that is air. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's a pump, basically, that thing. That thing that you're pouring. Well, the reservoir in this car is actually a separate plastic vessel. And then there's a hose that leads from that to the pump. And then the pump is responsible for creating pressure that moves the, the rack back and forth. And and pump, those kind of pumps are usually not good at pumping air. They like fluid, liquids. They like liquids. So how do I get the air out? Well, you have a leak. and You have to fix the leak. If you're lucky and you've led a good submissive life... <laughs> <laughs> you will you will need something like a power steering hose. There are hoses. There are many places where this thing can leak. This system can leak. It can leak from the pump out of the front seal. It can leak from any of the hoses that go or come from the rack and pinion. Or worst of all, it can leak from the rack and pinion itself. I'm going to guess from my vast experience with yeah. these cars that you're going to need a rack and pinion. Oh man! Really? Yeah. Yeah. But you've had this thing for ten years. Well, so. we're getting ready to sell it. Yeah, well, you, this is the day to do it. You're a couple of months Just late. Just put some power steering fluid in it beforehand. Uh, oh man, this oh, is. Oh, we can't. That's un, we can't. I, I think I think you should uh, write to Randy Cohen, the ethicist of the New York Times Sunday Magazine, oh. and oh. ask him what you what he thinks you should do. Well, I know. And what then I... ask him if he wants to buy a truck. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I think you shouldn't do. I mean, you're going to have to be honest about this. <laughs> bananas, because... on the other hand. <laughs> I would put yeah, it straight power steering fluid. <laughs> That'll leak right out. If it had been leaking, wouldn't there be signs of it? I haven't seen any. No, it only leaks when you're turning the wheel. So when you pull in and out of your driveway and you're not turning the wheel, oh. okay, it doesn't leak. So it's leaking. As you're driving down the road and you're making lefts and rights, it's leaking five drops here, two drops there. And you could never track it down. Three drops in front of the Osco drug, five drops in front of the supermarket. Yeah, and that's why it will be... 
easy for someone to find the leak because it is evident if you crawl underneath there and look at all these different places. Yeah, I have someone put it on the lift, and they'll crank the wheel to the left and right, and they'll see the stuff pouring out. Okay. Good luck, Heidi. Thank you. See you. Bye-bye. Bye. one eight 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 car talk That's 888. Make the husband think two, you're being submissive. Two, seven. Mm, that's yeah. another theory, isn't eight, it? 8254. Well, my wife did say, <clears throat> she, you know, she said, initially, I didn't like the clock, but it's kind of grown on me. Oh, that was... <laughs> Vermin got the clock, and his wife had the batteries out in two days. She yeah, made... but see, Monique... Oh, but it was even sneakier. Sneakier, because she allowed it to, to stay there for a long time. Long enough so that I would long... believe that, that it broke. That it actually broke. It was it was a, a masterful stroke on her part <sighs> until I uncovered her little plot. That no <laughs> Hi, this is Rick from Noank, Connecticut. Hi, Rick. How you doing, From man? where, Connecticut? Noank. N-O-A-N-K? N-O-A-N-K. Noank. Where the heck is that? It's uh, near Mystic, southeastern Connecticut. Oh, oh Mystic. You know, I've been there. Yeah? I've, I've... Everyone's been to Noank. Yep. I've been to Mystic Pizza, even. That's right. right <laughs> I stood on the Mystic Bridge myself. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up? My girlfriend has a 91 VW Fox that mm. she, she bought when it was four years old and had 26,000 miles on it. Recently, we had some problems with it, and we took it to the shop, and they... They couldn't work on it. That was a Friday. They couldn't work on it that day, and it sat there for the weekend. And they fixed it on Monday, and she came home, and I thought she'd be delighted that they'd fixed it. She walks into the shop, and she says, the car has 20,000 miles on it that it didn't have before. <laughs> and Wow, what a trip they took <laughs> that weekend. <laughs> we all said, sure. Made those guys in Ferris Bueller's day off look like rank amateurs. That's I, mean, right. I, I think even if you had jacked it up, and let it run for the whole 48 hours of the weekend. You couldn't put 20,000 miles on it. I know. <laughs> and so we, we, all, we all looked at her like she was crazy, and she said, how come everybody's looking at me like I'm crazy? But sure enough, she checks the mileage all the time because she, she's got to write down her mileage for her work. Mm -hmm. So she looks at it every day, and sure enough, the thing had, had gone from 74,000 miles to 94,000 miles. Now, how, what, what repair had they done to the car? It ended up being a uh, heat sensor that was sending. It was having trouble starting, and uh, the heat sensor was telling the computer that it, the engine was already hot, and it was. Oh, the coolant temp sensor. Okay. Right. So I went back to the garage, and I said, can you check the cable? Is there something that somebody hit it? I went to the guy who towed it and said, you know, there's 20,000 miles on the car, and they both looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> and they said, no, there's nothing that we did or nothing looks tampered with. How could this possibly happen? And by the way, I should mention that hardly anyone know anyone knows how to turn an odometer forward. Plenty of people who can turn it backward, but forward is it's a lost art, you know. Well, the problem is all you can do if something happens like this is uh, sign an affidavit saying it's indiscriminate mileage on the thing, and. Uh, She's afraid that it's lost a lot of value because it's got so many more miles. Well, let's look at it realistically. If it has now 94,000 instead of 74. Well, no, by now it has like 105,000 miles on it. The thing's gone screwy. Oh, it's so, oh, oh, it still so it, it continues to yeah. get oh, add miles. Okay. Oh, that's, that's good. That's oh, good. So she needs a speedometer head. Yeah. And she, she can buy one. Uh, she can go to a speedometer shop or go to the Volkswagen dealer, and she can buy one. Uh, and they can put 74,000 miles on it or some oh, yeah? such thing. Yeah, yeah, as long as you, you know, submit an affidavit. I, I mean, I don't know what the rules are in Connecticut. If we're oh. New Jersey or someplace like that, <laughs> I you can put, any, put anything on it. <laughs> in, in fact, you can, you can get it done in the supermarket parking lot. <laughs> Would you consider making a trip to Jersey? <laughs> It's not that far. It's only about 20,000 miles for you. Uh, yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, these guys didn't do anything to cause no, this. No, they didn't do anything. I, I didn't think they did, but, it, you know, it was awfully uh, suspicious. Yeah. But, I mean, it may have been Innocent. doing this for a while, and it may well be. That all the smaller increments. All the time that she's been putting in her mileage oh, for her job, she's been defrauding her boss. <laughs> she's going to jail, Rick. I mean, That's it could it. well be. I mean, the, the, she goes, she drives across town, and the thing registers 31 miles. She just writes it down. She says, well, I didn't know it was that far. It's I, like only two blocks. <laughs> well, now it goes the other way, too. She'll drive eight miles, and it'll register two. Yeah, it's wacky. Yeah. It's wacky.
But the truth of the matter is, if you're worrying about the resale value of the car, no, it dropped from eight hundred to seven fifty by. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I know what you guys think of foxes. That's... No, no, I mean, it, it, I mean, no, no, foxes is actually all right for it. What well, it was, it wasn't. Yeah, wasn't no, that. not really. It was I'm, not. I'm lying. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was, was a complete piece of junk. It I was, won't let it, it happen again. It was the again. dark days. <laughs> yeah, for VW. Yeah, dark well, days. They were trying to make an entry level car. Yeah, and they didn't realize they already had two. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, good luck, Rick, and uh, thanks for calling. Thank you. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Oh God, it's back. See, now, if it, if it had been a more credible number, what if instead of adding twenty thousand miles, it had added. 1,500, 1,200, 800. Oh, oh, then she would have taken them to court. She would have taken them to court. Thank God for them that it was 20,000. That was 20,000. Now, interestingly, what would have happened if it had gone backwards 20,000? She would have kept bringing it back there. (laughs) (laughs) Every weekend. Can I leave it for the weekend? There's nothing wrong with it. I just like to leave it. Okay, Tommy, do you remember, you put your thinking cap on, last week's Puzzler. Yeah, it had something to do with smoked ham, Euro dollars and scientific notation. No, that was Bugsy's expense report from last week's luncheon. <laughs> it was a trick question. The puzzler was on vacation last week. Well, good, because when we come back, we will be discussing automotive determinism. Okay, and, and of course, we'll have more of your car questions, so please don't give up on us yet. We'll be back in a minute. Now, I don't know where I'd be hanging if I didn't have my trusty old Volkswagen. Sleek inches round, I love that sound. Best little friend I've ever found. I don't know what I'd be doing if I couldn't say the word farfetch. You get quick off the line, stops on a dime, gets me where I'm going every time. Vroom, vroom, vroom. We'd take a cruise, just the two of us. Might even pass a microbus. And even though NPR listeners everywhere turn their tote bags inside out whenever they hear us say it, this is NPR. Hi, we're back. You're listening to Car Talk with us, Click and Clack, the Tappert Brothers, here to talk about cars, car repair, and uh, a desperate plea for divine intervention. All right, this came in from our listener named Kate. Okay. Hello, guys. I would like to know what I need to do in order to ingratiate myself with the car gods. In the last year, I've been through no less than six cars. I've been run off the road and totaled, rolled and totaled, been on fire, and had antifreeze fumes poured into the car, (laughs) had no less than three wheels come off while driving, Two within a hundred feet of each other. (laughs) Blown a slave cylinder. Had a radiator blow up. Lost all electrical functions. Had a horn start to blow and not stop. And I will stop there. Even though there's more. What have I done to offend the car gods? And what can I do to make amends? You know, as they were reading this list, I started thinking that if you drove more, all these things would have been happening to you, too. <laughs> because I don't know what she's owned. Wow. But these, these cars have been predetermined that they were going to be jalopies. Were, Man, unbelievable. She, she ends the letter, help! Sincerely, Kate. Gee, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a list. Well, the other thought I had is that somebody might be after her. I mean, you lose a wheel. And you, you get rolled over. You lo- I mean, this is... This if you lose a wheel and another wheel and another wheel... Yeah, then someone's... Yeah. I'm, I'm beginning to wonder if it's the place where she's having her car fixed. No, I think it's a jealous uh, X-something or other. Oh, mm. that could be X-something yeah. or X other. X-something or other. Could be ex-football player. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? But someone needs two in the hat here. <laughs> she needs to have somebody taken out because someone's after her. You couldn't have luck this bad unless you were driving it like an MGTD. Oh, God. 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. How you guys doing? This is Noah from Flagstaff. Hi, Noah. Noah! That is Flagstaff. No misspelling that name. (laughs) F-L-A-G-S-T-A-F-F. Okay. People do it. What's What's up? up? What's up, man? Well, I got a little question for you. Yeah? Um... I have a 76 Dodge Tradesman uh, 200 van. I know it well. You do. It's a wonderful, it's a wonderful uh, vehicle. Well, let's not get carried away, but it's not bad. I, um, it is, it's got about 83,000 miles on it. Um, 83? 83. Well, that's... Been in the shop a lot, huh? <laughs> it was a 
was an old man's uh, flea market van out of California. Oh. But um, it's not going to be driven for about another year and four months or something like that, and because uh, I can't drive it. But I'm oh, not going to drive. License suspended. I have one of those those things going on, yeah, and I get uh-huh. it back. Uh, You're going to be in jail. You're going to prison. <laughs> I'm not going to prison. You're not going to prison. Yeah, I'm safe. Should you be going to? Did you escape <laughs> with a light sentence? Uh, are you are you hiding out? Ah, uh, you're hiding out for a year and a half. You can't very well drive around your truck. No, because no, they'll no. they'll tra- track you down. It, it's pretty. Uh, yeah. yeah. So your girlfriend is going to watch the truck for you, and you're going to run away to the Bahamas. Right. We shouldn't be prying <laughs> with his wife. We shouldn't be prying <laughs> into his affairs. Personal. Well, hey, did did we call him <laughs> or did he call us? <laughs> no, no, that's not fair. All Noah, right. we take it back. Yeah, if you guys think you're ragging me, meet my friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they know where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, okay. So well, you're going to leave this thing for a year to a year and a half. Right. I mean, it's in my backyard. It's not going. I run it. Right now, I run it probably every three or four weeks for like a half hour. And you'll have that option? No, he won't no, no. be able to get back for any half hour. Oh, no. Not from where he's going. No furloughs, eh? <laughs> oh, no. Mm, okay. I get visitation rights. <laughs> Can the van yeah. visit you? <laughs> Well, you know, normally we would have said it would be nice if someone could drive it around once a week. But I'm going to change that because you live in Flagstaff. And I'm going to say that the best thing to do is absolutely nothing. What do you think? I think you're a whack. (laughs) I think you can just leave this thing parked in the backyard and it'll be you you'll come back a year and a half when you get out i mean when you get back <laughs> you're good when your, when your tour of duty is over and that thing will crank right over you disconnect the battery when you leave empty the empty the gas tank just run it out of gas and that's it that's it I would put the thing up on blocks if for no other reason than to make it more difficult for someone to steal well blocks <laughs> is fine Blocks is fine. So put it up. You'll let the suspension hang down and get the tires off the ground. Okay. Uh, I would do that, and I would probably plug up the tailpipe to keep unwanted creatures from going in there. Doesn't you don't have to do that? He's in Flagstaff, man. Snakes, <laughs> snakes. <laughs> so, we so got what? unwanted creatures. Yeah, they have unwanted. No, you don't want anything nesting They're in my there. My neighbors. <laughs> Just plug the thing up. If you can yeah. get a big cork, <laughs> shove it in there, and do the same thing. Put a piece of uh, actually tin foil with rubber bands over the tailpipe. And the same thing with the snorkel of the air cleaner. Remember to take off that one on the snorkel, especially when you try to start the thing. Mm. Leave you yourself a note with the keys. Yeah, Don't suck that in. That will be, that will be and up. And other than that, I don't think I would do anything either. And, and obviously disconnect the battery. Or maybe remove the battery. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's it, man. That's it, man. You can, yeah, it's simple. And, that's it. and the other thing I would do is take a picture of the van. <laughs> so you can hang it in your cell. <laughs> <laughs> hey, right. Noah, we wish you the very best, and uh, remember... You may get an early out. <laughs> there is time off for good behavior. <laughs> Thank you very, very much. Thanks for calling, man. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, poor guy. Well, probably right. did something stupid, but it wasn't for us to decide. It we was, just had it to wasn't answer, for our job to, to answer his question. And you're right. We didn't call him. He, <laughs> he called us. one <laughs> car talk That's one 227 8255 Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi, my name's Ann, and I'm calling from Columbus, Georgia. Hi, Ann. Hi, I'm driving a uh, 96 Dodge Caravan. Okay. 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 What the deal is, is about six weeks ago, my husband had his vasectomy reversed down in Tampa, Florida. Okay? Uh-huh. And uh, we had to drive back home. You sure you, you called the right show? <laughs> <laughs> this is car talk. I, mean, I know are you, it with, is. are you with us on this? <laughs> okay, yeah. well, go ahead. It's your nickel. <laughs> okay. Was there a lot of pain associated with this? <laughs> yes, there was. Did he, was he taking painkillers like Percocet or something? Well, actually, he did pretty good. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, tell him to take two aspirin and call us back in the morning. <laughs> all right. Well, he's doing so much you, better. He's doing much better now. It's, it's been six weeks, and he's all healed up. But. Oh, good. He's all better. So you're driving yeah. back from Florida to Columbus. Right. Well, the situation is is that you have to lay down um, completely for three days after the reversal. So we took all the seats out of the van, and we put a twin-size mattress in the back, 
and he laid down on the way home. Yeah. Well, I was the only one that was driving, and I was speeding like a banshee. Sure, because you, you, you couldn't stand the moaning and groaning. Get <laughs> 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 uh, <get> me home. <laughs> well, actually, it wasn't that bad. He was he was pretty knocked out at that time. Yeah. But anyway, we, we got home, and after we got home. How long a ride was it, by the way, Ann? About seven and a half hours. Okay. Yeah, so I drove it pretty hard. Did you stop to pee along the way? <laughs> I did, yes. <laughs> did he? No. <laughs> okay. Let's just check it. <laughs> do we really do we need to know that? I mean, well, do we need to know about a vasectomy? No. Evidently, <laughs> if you let Ann finish, you might find out more. Okay. Jeez. So well, you're driving at 85 miles an hour for seven and a half hours. Right. Got it. Okay. And so since we've been home, every time I start the engine when it's cold... It it basically makes that rat sound, but only when the engine is cold. You mean and, you mean as you as you're turning the key to the right. start position, it goes. Yeah, and then but and, and then you let go of the key, or you don't. What do you do? I, I do, and it starts right up. It doesn't sound like the you know the thing is hitting the flywheel. Strange. It sounds like a, more like an air compression. That's what my husband said. I recorded it for you. Oh, good. oh, and we love you. <laughs> Because she knew we were going to tell her that right. she needed a starter. Or a flywheel. Or a flywheel, and right. she knows that's not the answer. Right. Or at least her husband thinks it's not. Right, well, okay, let's... play it. Okay, I don't know. You might not be able to hear it very well, but here it goes. Did you hear it? Do it again. Okay, hold on. Did you hear it? Gee, I, I love it. He's right. I know. He's right not... what? He's not the starter. Oh, no. yes, it is. I don't think so. Absolutely. I don't think so. I think so. <laughs> Play it again. Wait a minute. Don't, uh, don't do it yet. Oh. If my brother listens carefully, he will notice that before yeah, the yeah. engine begins to turn is when the noise occurs. Exactly. And it's as the starter is beginning to... Well, that's what I want to hear. It's the, it's the solenoidal part of the starter that as the solenoid is engaging is making that noise. And then as soon as it does that, the starter begins to turn and cranks the engine over. Listen. Listen carefully. All okay. right. Go ahead. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> See? <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. Did you record this from inside the vehicle or under the hood? No, under the hood. <gasps> Bless you. Yeah. Boy, no, I don't if think only all our callers were as good as her. <laughs> well, here's the good news, Ann. Okay. You had nothing to do with this. Oh, good. And the fact that you were driving like a wacko <laughs> all the way back to Columbus did not in any way cause this problem. Wonderful. Isn't that good news? Yes. Great. So, by the way, uh, I, I can't ask. No, you can't <laughs> ask. No, it's none of your damn business. Well, you can ask. I mean, we didn't have to know about all the details here. All she could have said was... <laughs> right, you were running from I the was, law. I was driving, and I drove for seven and a half hours at 85 miles an hour. If she wanted to bring her personal life into this... That's right. I well, She did it. She deserves everything. Now. That's right. Well, I can answer. Did it work? Oh, we don't know yet. Oh. It takes time. Uh, he had the... Thank God. He had the vasectomy. <laughs> <laughs> he had it for 12 and a half years. Really? Yeah, because he has three children from a previous marriage. Well, I was going to yeah. ask that, right? Yeah. yeah. You probably so, figured that was enough, and you and you convinced him to reverse it. Exactly. <laughs> Jeez, that's great. Well, he's, a, he's a great husband. I hope it works. I'm, I'm actually a nanny. Really? Yeah, so I love children. Love them. Excellent. Cool. Well, they're all right when they're not your own. When they're your own, it's oh. tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can go home. <laughs> well, good luck, and Get your starter motor replaced before it falls out on the street. It is a starter motor. Yeah, I, I believe starter so. Starter motor. I agree with my brother. There is no doubt about it. Okay. Thank you very much. See ya. All right. Bye-bye. 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 one car talk That's 888-227-8255. A lawyer. Hello, this is Matt from Arlington, Virginia. Hey, Matt, have we spoken before? No, I don't think so. Boy, your voice had a familiar ring to it. Maybe it was your phone call that had a familiar <laughs> ring. Well, I have a 1988 Acura Integra with uh -huh. about 130,000 miles on it. Yeah. Well, my brother and I decided that uh, we would go ahead and change out the timing belt. It's been about 70,000 since uh, the timing belt was changed out. Uh -huh. My brother had just done his Camry, which... Um, which has a single overhead cam, and I didn't realize that was going to be a problem. But uh, we got to working on my car, and uh, this was the weekend of Mother's Day. It was Saturday. He told me it would only take a half a day, and we were 
Um, They're still working on it. Uh, well, we're still working on it. In fact, uh, yeah, we got the car to start. Mm. <laughs> but it runs like doo-doo, huh? It runs really, really rough. Is the, the check engine light on? N- no. It should be. Oh. That's interesting. Yeah. The RPMs kind of fluctuate uh, yes. up and down, and uh, it almost sounds like a diesel. Don't run it one more second. <laughs> it may already be too late. Well, I mean, Mother's Day was a long time ago. The problem was on the, uh, the, the pulley, it looked like there was two sets of markings. There was these three ticks, and then there were two ticks, and we decided to go where the three were. And when, I, uh, when we lined it up, uh, it yeah, obviously, it's it's not running properly. Well, you guys made the classic rookie mistake. You you walked the guy with the bases loaded. You, <laughs> you uh, well, you screwed up, I'm sure. And I know this because I screwed these up exactly the same way. This thing has a dual overhead cam. Yeah, don't I know it? Yeah. And, and what happened is you didn't get the right amount of tension on the non-tensioner side of the belt. In other words, the belt comes up one side, okay. goes around one of those cam sprockets, okay. goes, goes across, across the top. And across the other one. Around the other one, and then comes back and where the tensioner is. Right. That belt, from the point at which I started mentioning it, it runs from the crankshaft up to the cam, the first okay. cam. That's going to be as tight as tight can be. And all the slack has to be where the tensioner is. Uh-huh. And what happened when you tension this thing is you moved one of the cams. Oh. Because now, you had slop on the wrong side. Okay. So okay. when it tightens up, it moves one of the of the gears. So now you're off a tooth. Right. Okay. Yeah. So one of maybe one, maybe both of the cams is not timed. And that's why properly. it's running lousy because your valve timing is off. So you have valves that are opening when they shouldn't be and closing when they shouldn't be and if it, if it, but if, they're close. But they're close. <laughs> but the the but, bottom line, did I do permanent damage, I well, guess, is the see, big this, question. This, this is one of those cases where close is not good enough. It uh, just isn't good enough. Okay. But I think what you need to do, uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, if you take the valve cover off of this thing, uh-huh. there are two holes uh, on the cam uh, right. that you can put drill bits into okay. to lock those two cam sprockets oh. so that they won't turn. Okay. And, and of course, you got to remember to take the drill bits out <laughs> before you start it. But assuming you can remember to do that, then that locks those two sprockets so that now you can put the belt on and don't have to worry about stuff jumping around. Okay. But don't be surprised if it takes you a few more tries to get this done. And once you do get it set, you want to just put the crank uh, pulley on the bottom. Right. And run the engine for a few seconds. Okay. Shut it off and check to see if everything is still, if the marks line up. Right. If okay. they do, and, and it'll, you'll know you'll know right away that you did it right because it'll run like a dream. Okay. Assuming you didn't bend any valves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who talked? Who talked you into doing this? Your brother, huh? Well, he did because he, you know, he had such great success with the Camry. So. Listen, man, I'm going to give you a piece of advice that should stay with you <laughs> for your entire life. Don't ever, ever get talked into anything by your brother. By your brother anymore. <laughs> Can you repeat that? <laughs> Don't ever get talked into anything by my brother anymore. There yeah. you go. Is, is he an older brother or a younger brother? Well, he's, he's an older brother. There you go. Oh, Even yeah. more so. That's the oh, problem. Matt, <laughs> bless you, my son. <laughs> well, thank you very much. But May you, you walk in front of the elephant in the procession of life. <laughs> but just tell me, did you have fun doing it? Well, we did have a lot of fun. It was kind of a bonding experience. Exactly. A bondo experience. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Yeah, we'll take okay. the cylinder head off. We'll really bond you two together. <laughs> See you later. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, all right Tommy, look. T- take a look at the clock over there. Where's the big hand? Uh, it's coming up on the 8. And, and what does that mean to you? Oh, it means I just got a parking ticket. Maybe it's not too late. Can I borrow 16 quarters from you? <laughs> <laughs> Flake off exhaust breath. Look, we'll be back after a short break with more of your calls. And a used car ad that I can really relate to. So please stay tuned. You know that I need new brake shoes. You know that I just got fired. That is why I say to you, crank that jack a little higher. Come on, baby, change my tire. Please don't light my car on fire. My engine. 
is hesitating too. Is there time to change a spark plug wire? You know that the tow trucks do. If you don't fix my tire, come on, baby, change my tire. Come on, baby, change my tire. And even though NPR senior executives text message their psychopharmacologists whenever they hear us say it, this is NPR National Public Radio. Ha! We're back. You're listening to Car Talk with us, Click and Clack, the Tappert Brothers, and we're here to talk about what? Cars, car repair, and truth in advertising. And I guess this classified ad was spotted by Eric Teal in the Ashland, uh, Oregon, Daily Tidings. Here it is. 94 Plymouth Voyager. 265,000 miles. One new headlight. I would rather drive a railroad spike <laughs> through my face than drive this car for another month. <laughs> drive, I would rather drive a railroad spike through my face. <laughs> this sounds... Like the kind of vehicle that you'd be ready for. <laughs> you have, do you have a Voyager in the fleet? No, but I could use a few more railroad spikes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> look, That's a real ad, man. Yeah, look, if you're in need of a brain-firming puzzler this week, don't look at us, but do look on our website because every week uh, that the puzzler is off, we post a, a classic puzzler from the archives at cartalk.com. So this is like a used puzzler, in other words? I wouldn't put it that way. I prefer to say previously cogitated on... <laughs> Sounds like a baby blanket. <laughs> oh, that's recogitated. <laughs> anyway, if you have a question about your car right now, the number to call is 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi, I'm Jean from Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Hi, Jean. Jean, you sound like you're right next door. Yeah, I do, don't I? Yeah, <laughs> it's, I mean, this is like the <laughs> clearest... Boy, they must have a, run a special wire just for you. That's yeah. right. That's right. Actually, I'm not really from North Carolina, in case you couldn't tell. I'm really from New Jersey, but we've been here seven years. So, so are you down there uh, as a student or as a professor or what? My husband actually retired. He was a civil engineer, and he retired, and we came here. Cool. Well, see, my husband isn't really retired. He's, he drives all over the place. That's what this problem is. He's a He's the executive director of the North Carolina Licensed Home Inspectors, and he's also a Licensed what? Home. Home, home inspector. inspector. Oh, really? And he does home inspections himself, so he's driving all over North Carolina constantly. Yeah. And in his 1993 Chevy Cavalier station wagon with 125,000 miles on it. Mm -hmm. And you want to get him out of this beast. <laughs> He'd like to sell it. But there's this sound, which I will describe to you. Yeah. It's with the steering wheel. When he, he goes, when we, like he backs out of the driveway and he turns the wheel, and it sounds like a baby crying or a cat meowing. It's like, like that. And that's as he's backing as he's turning. out and Not, turning. No, he's backing, but as he's turning. As he's turning, even when the car isn't moving? Uh, <laughs> Good question, huh? No, then it doesn't do that. It doesn't? Are you sure? I don't think it does that. <laughs> Let me ask him. He's over here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wake him up. Why isn't he out working? <laughs> well, when you're turning, but are you moving and turning? Yeah. Yes, moving and turning. And if he's not, and if mo he's not moving, moving, it's not making not the noise. making the noise, no. I don't think. Well, my original... No, he said no. No. Okay. Conclusion. All right. I mean, I, the That's original conclusion way. to which I jumped was that the noise <laughs> was coming from the power steering, maybe even the belt or some such thing. But when you added the the uh, the, the the constraint, That's that why the, I the asked car had to move. Penetrating yeah. question. Right. Then uh, we we cross off the entire power steering system. Yeah. Well, and we're good. left with pretty much nothing. Yeah, we're left <laughs> with what you call squat. <laughs> That's what the dealer said, nothing. Well, but, uh, well I would did have they to... hear it? Yeah, they heard it. They did. <laughs> he said it's in the steering column, but it's really nothing that we know what it is, and we can't do anything about oh. it, so don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, here's and, my key. And it will make the noise if you're in a turn, a, 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 a turning a corner, yes. a 90-degree turn. Yes. It'll make the noise through the entire turn. Yes. It only makes noise when you're turning the steering yes, wheel. that's it. And yeah. moving. And moving, yeah. And moving. Yes. Boy, this is unfortunate. <laughs> it's an unfortunate combination of, 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 of conditions. Evidence. 
Yeah. And I don't, I think your husband's wrong. You think he's wrong, huh? I, I, I would have to say that the only way this could happen uh-huh. is if it also occurs when he's, when the car is not moving. I see. I'd have to go with that. When the car is not moving. Mm-hmm. Can he run out and, and try it right now? Try it while the car and see if it does it while it's not moving. He's running out very quickly. Okay, so he understands. <laughs> He understands. Excuse me. He's not going to move the car. He's just going to turn the wheel. Don't move the car. Just turn the wheel. Yes. Okay. With the engine running. With the engine running. <laughs> I hope he's got the key. <laughs> well, the next thing we wanted to do is to move the car without the engine running. Oh, my. <laughs> You'll probably have a stroke. Well, let's, let's see if he can figure this out first. This may be too much for him. All right. We'll wait. After all, he is close to retirement age. <laughs> Yeah, so while been. he's gone, is there anything else you want to tell us about him? Is he driving you nuts since he <laughs> the retired? The only time we ever fight is when we're in the car. <laughs> <laughs> no, he said. <laughs> no. He said no. It doesn't make the noise when the car is standing still. All right, tell him not to come in yet. Don't we, come in yet. They have something else for you to do. <laughs> we, we, we want him to, to uh, get the car moving, like get it rolling backwards or Wait some such thing. Get it rolling backwards. Wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, uh, during which time it would make the noise, right, if you were turning the wheel? If you were turning the wheel, but Then yeah. we want him to cut the engine. And cut the engine. And let the car coast. And let it coast. And see if the, if see the if noise goes sense. away. Yeah. Okay, did you get that? Okay, he got that. What a guy. What's his name? Gus. <laughs> Gus. That's a great name. Yeah. So he... he... He worked as a civil engineer for a hundred years, and then he moved down to Chapel Hill, and now he's inspecting houses. Yeah, and he's working. Well, the real estate market is booming down there, right? Well, I guess you might say, yeah. Yeah, yeah plenty of work for him. Yes, and in fact, it is. he might get to inspect the same house two or three times in a year. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be too bad. <laughs> He hasn't come back yet. He hasn't come back. Oh, I see him. Probably smashed into a, a meat truck. <laughs> I see a lump of stuff out there. That's him. No, he's, he's coming, I'm sure. <laughs> well, no, don't be so All right, we want a full report, Gus. He said nothing. No noise at all, huh? Oh, oh it didn't make the no, noise. No, no It didn't noise. make the noise this time. So you mean that the garage, they were right when they said don't worry about so, it? Mm, so, so we, we yeah. learned nothing. We've learned nothing because it doesn't no. do it all the time. No. Yeah. But, but you know but what? You it doesn't did... sound like anything to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> we don't know what it is, but I don't, I don't, I think they were right that there really isn't anything to worry about. You mentioned the steering column. Yes. Is the noise prominent, more prominent inside the car yeah. than it is outside? I don't think you hear it outside well, the Well, you know, it's often the case that the, the, pl- the plastic and the vinyl of the, of the steering uh, column cover uh-huh. and the steering wheel, in fact, can, can interact in such a way as to make this... I said, that's just what it sounds like. Noise, and sometimes a, a spray with like a silicone lube, ah. which you can get at any hardware store. Oh, okay. And it might be enough to change it so that you'd know at least that's the source of it. Okay. So I would tell your husband to get a, a spray canner that has a thousand and one other uses around the home. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, of course. <laughs> it's yeah. not good for keeping wives' mouths lubricated. <laughs> they don't need any lubrication, do they? <laughs> no, I mean, Oops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you want to add to that position? <laughs> no. The other thing you can do is when the noise occurs, yeah. n- not exactly while you're making the turn so you don't kill yourself, yeah. but whack the steering wheel a couple of times. Oh, okay. Right from the edge. Whack it in toward the center, top, side, bottom. Try to spray. And see if the noise changes or goes away. Oh, okay. And I, I agree with the guys at the dealership. There's nothing to worry about. Oh, gee, I have yeah, to it, change my opinion of them. It's probably the plastic. And you've just against... been a nag for the last two months, <laughs> making the poor guy crazy, so back off, Gene. I will. <laughs> Try the spray. I think the noise will go away, at okay. least enough to let you know that it's nothing to worry about. Yeah, then he can sell the car and they won't ask us what the noise is, right? <laughs> exactly. Until that can comes rolling out from under the seat. <laughs> See you, Gene. Thank you. Thanks for your call. Bye. Bye bye. 1-888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-82. Hi, this is Dave from Marlton Lakes, New Jersey. Marlton? Marlton, like the dirt. What? What dirt? It's marl dirt. Marl's like a clay. Marl is clay, yes. Yeah. It's a crossword puzzle word. I've never seen the stuff in my <laughs> you know, life. New Jersey doesn't have any real dirt. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so what's up? I got a question about the remote keyless entry on my 97 Audi A6 Avant. Yeah. Actually, it's kind of a general question about all remote keyless entries. Uh, my range is really bad on it. I almost have to be right up to the car sometimes for it to open it. Yeah. And, you know, my brain-damaged college student son me to uh, just point it to my chin and it'll work. Yeah. And, oh, man. 
I told him he was a mental midget. <laughs> but he's and, right. And then you but, found but out it, that it worked. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so someone told us that if it doesn't work, you stick it in your mouth. Now, now, why would that be, though? I can understand, like, on an antenna, if you touch it, you know, your body's kind of an extra antenna. Well, but the, for because receiving. the way the thing works is there is an antenna under the dashboard. Yeah, but you're on the transmitting part. I know, you're sending the signal, but yeah. if I don't know how the chin works, but the mouth works because you're like an, making a little echo chamber. Yeah, like the inside of your skull and it comes out of your eyes? What? <laughs> no, no, I think it happens. All right, here's a, a male answer syndrome answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, he, well, now, tell me exactly what your son said. You, you touch it to your chin? You, like, like, you know, you do that Clinton thing, you know how he used to point at people? Yeah. But not point, you know? Well, you know, you just hold it like you're pointing at the car, and then you just point it directly up to your chin. So you're pointing the business end of it. Right, up to your chin. And how much have you increased the range, would you say? About double. Yeah. I mean, when we we did the test, and it was at least 50% improvement. Yeah. I, I think it's using you kind of as a disperser. It doesn't sound healthy. <laughs> well, for example, <laughs> disperse this. No, well, I have, I have discovered the same thing with my TV remote. Uh, if I lie down on the couch, if, and, what do you mean? If you right, when I lie down on the couch, I fre frequently am too lazy to actually lift the remote control off the coffee. Well, you're table. tired from a hard day's work. No, this usually happens on weekends. <laughs> <laughs> and and I found that if I've aimed the thing, what I think directly is directly at the the TV, yeah, it doesn't work. But if I bounce it off my forehead, <laughs> <laughs> how pray tell did you discover this? <laughs> I don't know. I bounced it off the walls. But I but even if I bounce it off the wall behind me, right, it seems to work better than if I aim it at the thing. And I think it's because you're making the signal bounce all over the place. And all it takes is one little piece of it to get to the antenna or to the receptor or whatever yeah. that thing is. Yeah, but it's a longer distance. It should attenuate or something. It doesn't make sense. It, it, but I think the signal is so strong that if you don't aim it correctly, if you aim it right at it and mis-aim it, it goes right past it. Oh, 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 but I think if you aim it at, a, at a, <laughs> another wall, it bounces around so much. No, that's baloney. <laughs> I don't. I mean, yeah, that, <laughs> that would mean. That would mean. I mean, look, I bounce it off the wall. It's got a million possible ways exactly. that it can go around. And you're saying that that little thing has enough energy yes. to make a hundred turns yes. until it ends up zeke yeah. right in the middle of the of the receptor. Yeah. It's a geometric anomaly. Boom. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I mean, obviously, if the wall is too far away, I mean, there are limits, and that's why bouncing oh. it off your chin or your oral cavity is the equivalent of bouncing it off the wall in your basement. Ah. And if the wall is too far away, if, then the signal will be sufficiently attenuated if so that ever, it can't... If ever I heard a bow o theory, this is it. All right. Thank you. You've thrown down the gauntlet. <laughs> Not that I understand how it happens, but I know that ain't how it happens. <laughs> Jeez, well, that, Dave, that's my explanation, and I'm sticking with it. <laughs> We're going to start a bulletin board on our website. Yeah. Go to cartalk.com and then you will find a way to get to the, the, the chat board. No, you know, it'll be, it'll be Dave's A6 Avant. Dave's chin. Yeah, you'll figure it And we need people, we need people with authority. We need <laughs> physicists and, uh, and, uh, we need someone who makes the things. Estheticians. What do they call those people? Beauticians. <laughs> we need anyone, any, anyone with anyone that has a shingle, to, to set us on the straight and narrow here. Yeah, and we need to find out if, in fact, it can't be rocket I mean, science. Tommy, you're gonna you're gonna be embarrassed when you find out that I'm right. <laughs> Dave, thanks for your call. Okay, thanks, Dad. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> See, if your theory was right, then when you mis-aimed it at the TV, it would do the same thing. It would miss the TV, it would bounce off, and it would just go all over right, the room and, and, until it got back to the right, right place and, and, right. a thousand iterations later. No, no, but then it's, lo it's lost too much energy. It's going to bounce well, off the wall behind the TV. Now it's going to bounce off the wall behind you and then back to the TV. It doesn't make it. It doesn't make it. But if you could... <laughs>
<laughs> well, it's just like your, your garage door opener won't work from two blocks away. There's, everything has a range. Well, that's exactly my point. Right, but I think th if you're within the limits of the range and you bounce it off something like that and you disperse the signal enough, <laughs> then you'll get... Uh, I don't get no respect. <laughs> well, it's happened again. You, you wasted another perfectly good hour listening to Car Talk. Our stream, our steam producer <laughs> is Doug. Does I may have the nomenclature a little bit. Your chin is acting as a disperser. <laughs> <laughs> Did we very soft this way? <laughs> He did, he did. Uh, our esteemed producer is Doug, the subway fugitive, not a slave to fashion, bongo boy, disperse this frogman Berman. Our associate producers are Louis Cronin, the barbarian, and David Gibraltar Green. Our engineer is Tad Masamankari. Our senior web blackie is Douglas F. Mayer. And our technical spiritual and menu advisors just back from the Tipperary, Loganberry, Hare Sherry, Stuffed Canary, Rainier Sherry, Bloody Mary, Ben and Jerry Confectionery, and Low-Fat Dairy Free Lunch Ferry is John <laughs> Bugsy Lawler. Our public opinion pollster is Paul Murky of Murky Research, assisted, of course, by statistician Marge Inovera. Our customer care representative is Haywood Jabuzoff. Our Ralph Cramden impersonator from the Dubai office is Mohammed Ahmed Ahmed. <laughs> Our disciplinarian this week is Don Fuller Round. Our rocket scientist is Chet Propelled. <laughs> Our overnight bus driver is Borden Drowsy. Our ranch foreman is Hyman Old Cowhand. Our PR director is B. Esser. Our Russian chauffeur is Peekoff and Dropoff. Our mother-in-law liaison is Stella Payne-Diaz, who's married to our father-in-law liaison, Royal Payne-Diaz, who are the proud parents of a teenage daughter, Sasha Payne-Diaz, and a brother in the military, Major Payne-Diaz. <laughs> and they have a dog, too, Toto Payne-Diaz. And, of course, the head of our working mother support group is Erasmus B. Dragon. <laughs> our chief counsel from the law firm of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe is Yu Lewis Dewey, known to the out-of-work philosopher kings in Harvard Square as Yui Louis Dewey. Thanks so much for listening. We're Click and Clack, the Tappert Brothers, and above all, don't drive like my brother. And below all, don't drive like my brother. We'll be back next week, we hope. Bye-bye. CDs of the show, which is number 732, along with Car Talk clothing, audio collections, and other Car Talk junk, are available at 888-CAR-JUNK, or by going to the Shameless Commerce Division of our website, cartalk.com. Also at cartalk.com, you can learn about how to skip the whole trade-in process and help your public radio station at the same time. It's the Car Talk Vehicle Donation Program, and I promise not to skim any AMC Hornets off the top. <laughs> we, we caught him doing that last year, you know. <laughs> it's the Car Talk Vehicle Donation Program. Details at cartalk.com. Car Talk is a production of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe and WBUR in Boston. And even though Tiger Woods slices one through the window of his Lexus every time he hears us say it, this is NPR National Public Radio.